0: Oklahoma business, down in El Reno, they're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um Ford Lincoln or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um check them out, Diffyford.net and then on Instagram at DiffieFord Lincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Weiha in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Herne here, host, back with another episode down in Durant, Oklahoma today. It's been a while since I've been down here, probably... Well, I'm going to age myself, but it's been since college, which is seven, eight years ago. Uh, But it's beautiful down here. I think I got here just in the nick of time because there was a huge storm coming. (laughs) Uh, Typical May in Oklahoma. Um, But... Uh, it's a pleasure to introduce back on the podcast uh, Chief Gary Batten.
1: Thank you for inviting me into your office. This well, Mike, well, well, thank you very much for, for doing this podcast mm-hmm. and doing the, the previous one and coming to Durant and, and hopefully experiencing our, our growth that, mm-hmm. that we're having here and, and, of course, the impact that the Texas market is having on us here. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you came to our headquarters today so that you could see about our culture and history because that's really who we are as Choctaw Nation and to see that on display here. I hope you're able to experience all of that. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I I got to look a little walk around earlier and and, you know, as you walk into this building where you get the store to the right and you look up and you see this whole, you know, the huge seal above mm-hmm. you, like that's that's really cool. It took me a while to notice it. I didn't notice it straight away. Uh, and then took a walk down the, you know, down the hall of Hall of Governors and, and, uh, and then obviously your picture and everybody else's But who's currently in is on the left but um, congratulations you're back in for four years I guess yes
1: yes I'm excited you know to, to run unopposed to, again I'm just but uh, you know I, I'm excited but the, the reason why I'm excited is that we just get to continue doing the good work that that uh, the staff of mine and, and our tribal council everybody always you know we always say together we're more and I truly believe that that we are able to pull together uh, you know the rising tide rises all ships and so it's just it's uh, I'm just feeling very blessed to be there but ready to get back to work and ready to get things moving for yeah. our Choctaw people in our communities and, and for the state of hope, Oklahoma which by the way I hope you noticed when you came in you most people see the seal uh-huh. what they don't realize is the formation the circular formation okay. is a couple of things one it's the formation of one of our traditional homes uh-huh. and then also I don't know if you notice that there's it uh, favors basketry. Around okay. the edge of it, so it also uh, kind of or displays mm-hmm. our, our um, basketry. So, okay. anyway, all throughout our, the, the, the our um, our headquarters here. You'll see yeah. uh, tribal members' artwork as well as design and all yeah. that. We've tried to incorporate as much culture and heritage as we could.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how How long have how long have you been in there? Cause it's quite a new building, right? It looks well, new. I think we were we moved in here in 2000
1: and. Uh sixteen, if okay. I remember right. Two thousand sixteen, seventeen, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Sure
0: was. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, it's uh I think obviously, you know when you walk out there, and and I know this obviously from when we chatted in November. Um, for people listening, episode four hundred and seventy-five, which I'll put in the link in the description, was our previous episode where you told most of your you know your life story and how we get to where we are. So we don't have to go over that again today. But I think it's really nice, and 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 I know from that episode that you know you like to be out. You know, you don't want to be tucked away eighth floor, kind of in the back. You know, a corner corner office. You know, you're on the ground floor, and and, and you get to walk out there and greet people, and you're you're right behind the the. Chest. Desk, right? Yes, you know, it's, yes uh, right. right
1: here on our first floor, which I'm supposed to be available to our, our tribal members and to our constituents. And so that's, that's what I, I try to do here. Yeah. though. But, uh, you know, it just always makes me think about a, a full journey. You know, um, the city of Durant, I couldn't remember if we mentioned this before, but um, in 1979, we regained our constitution. 1983, we ratified it, which meant that we had our first election, 1983, again, for our chief. And Uh, After that chief was elected, they sent out a request for proposals to see which city would be willing to take Mm -hmm. the Choctaw Nation The only one that offered was the city of Durant and they offered the old Presbyterian college. So we were in that uh, matter of fact, we still use that office building and, uh, but it had just gotten too small. I mean, you know, we have 12,000 employees now total. Uh, When I started in 1987, I think I mentioned this before, we had 110, you know, so we've seen significant growth and, but, but we had over 30 different locations rented or leased here in Durant. And so it's just better collaboration. It's better camaraderie. You know, I think we're more efficient and effective by us being all here in this one mm-hmm. particular location.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, bringing things to the current day, what, is, what has really changed in the last, you know, since we spoke in November? I mean, obviously mm. being, you know, get signing, I guess, another four years, however you mm. fr- properly phrase it, um, running, you know, uncontested, un- un- but... What's changed? What's been going on? I mean, you're busy all the time. I know that well, much. <laughs> well, I think for us, is, is
1: I, I try to stick to our strategy. You know, I'm very much a person that believes in strategic planning. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the, the number one thing at for, for, at the forefront for us as Choctaw Nation always is to improve the lives of our tribal members. And so we're doing that through job opportunities. So that's the reason why we're investing in Hochtown in a, a poverty-stricken area, $220 million creation of 400 jobs you know we're trying to decentralize a lot of our now work from home so we're trying to decentralize a lot of our various functions and that's not saying that this building will be empty because it's already full matter of fact we were at capacity as soon as we moved in here even though we created 25 percent more capacity but if we can decentralize it hr and all those types of things then we help grow the economy in the lower um um Poverty stricken areas. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're doing that. Housing's been a big issue for us. So uh, we built 765 homes. Our goal was 1,000. So we've got another, was that 235 still left to build? However, our council, we've already passed another 600 uh, homes to be constructed yeah. after that. So So that's great because there's just not enough homes in this area, whether in the private sector or for tribal members. So housing is just inadequate, I think probably across the state of Oklahoma. And so we're doing that. Uh, Our culture and our language is mission critical to me. I think COVID really sparked or uh, created an awareness in me, I would say, because so many of our elders passed that were traditionalists, as I call them, that spoke the language, that knew our uh, uh, traditions and customs. And, and so for me, when we came back, we said, how do we make sure? We have tons, we're in 89 different schools, we're in various colleges, but nobody speaks it fluently. And and that's include myself. So so we started an apprenticeship program. So we have just five right now, but their job is to learn the language. And so they are doing an awesome job. Just within three months, they're speaking fluently. Now they're around people so that they can constantly speak it. Now it will become sustainable. We're also doing another thing. It's called a nesting program. And we're doing that in in, uh, Broken Bow area. And that's where our elders are having meetings in the afternoons with the youth and they're teaching them the language. Uh, And I believe both will be successful, but I think the sustainability piece, when you're a young kid, it's like me learning English because that's, I mean, it's just automatic. You just do it because that's, even, even before I diagram the sentence, you you know, you just automatically learn to do it. So I think we will see the language sustained because of that. But those two things are mission, mission critical for us. And so... So um, uh, improving the lives of our tribal members by protection of our, our culture and history and so on. Uh, also sovereignty and culture is another area that I've I kind of highlighted that we wanna make sure and focus on. And now since the McGirt ruling, we have to look at how do we as a nation how do we make sure to give people good due process? I mean, we have systems in place, but now it's becoming amplified. You know, we've always had our court system. Now we're having twelve to 1,500 cases a month. And how do we deal with that? And so we're looking at, of course, I, I don't know if you noticed when you drove into the, the headquarters here, the first building there to the right was our judicial building, our, our courthouse. And so now we have a first full-time judge ever. Uh, we have our uh, appellate judges, if you will, and then our, what we call our Constitutional Review Board, which is our uh, Supreme Court of the Choctaw Nation, if you will. So we're building that capacity. So law enforcement, uh, we're looking at how we can partner with other agencies to for incarceration. Uh, of course, I would like to think, uh, I've always believed that government is the strongest at its lowest level. And so we have... Uh, recovery center. We have Chihola Lee, which is a treatment facility for women with uh, children that have alcohol and substance abuse. And my point being is, we have some. We have 140 different programs that help our tribal members. Job for the day, so if they need a job, so we're able to help these people get back on their feet rather than just incarcerate, is our goal. And so, anyway, so we're looking at how we can do that. And then, of course, with sovereignty, you know, there's child welfare. So, we're doing everything we can to beef up our internal processes to make sure that we can help our people the best way that we can and then also trying to balance that with how does that work within the community because we have the ability to make our own codes you know our own laws if you will and and, uh, we just want to make sure that we're trying to stay consistent as possible while exercising our sovereignty Uh, and so that's constantly a battle and so that protection of, of sovereignty and our culture is so services our people protection of sovereignty and culture um they achieve digital transformation whenever we went through covid again mm-hmm. we just did not have the capacity we sent tablets home with our youth but they weren't able to use them so we're looking at how can we make sure we're partnering again with the private sector mm-hmm. to make sure that that we uh do those things and then um Uh, become employer of choice. You know, that competition is always out there. And and of course, it seems like since COVID, again, I hate to focus so much on COVID, but there seems like there is, I don't know if people are more purpose-driven, meaning trying to find the jobs that they love, but to get people to, to find employment is becoming more and more difficult. We have about 800 positions open at any particular time. And so we're doing everything from a benefits to all of our packages and to see how we can get people recruited, hired, and retained. Um, to me, the most important part, our retention, we've seen a 20% reduction in our retention because of a focus on how we handle people. It's interesting, we do a two-week pay period. Mm-hmm. A lot of people needed money in biweekly, and so we started doing that uh, a weekly opportunity I can't remember we've had like out of the 12,000 like 4,000 that has taken advantage of that and what's interesting is that we judge that because now we have more people we were losing a lot of people at 90 days Mm-hmm. Now they're staying with us for more than a year and they're starting to get their retirement, mm-hmm. you know, all those types of things. So it, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to see that happen. Yeah. So those are just some of the things that, that we're focusing on. right yeah, now. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, there's so many things in there that we can expand on. I mean, the, you mentioned COVID, like everyone kind of, if there's a job opportunity for them to work from home, they want to work from home. Right? <laughs> exactly. Just, that's what they want to do now. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, there's been bigger companies in, especially around the state that have called people back in and, you know, the employees are not happy about it because they were, you know, given in their original job offer, they were said they get to work from home and now they're not. So we don't have to talk about that. But I think that's a big thing, right? You want to be able to, you know, some people like to roll out of bed, put their pajamas, keep their pajamas on and, you know, just dress from the waist up, I guess. But, well, you know. The thing for me is
1: I believe there's a mixture. I think what COVID did is open our eyes yeah. in regards to. You can hold people accountable still. They can still work from home. So not all jobs can be done from home. Not, And some jobs are can be done from home and come to the office. So it's just a matter of making sure, and that's what we're trying to do, is make sure that we meet. The market used to be, hey, we have these jobs. Come to us. Now it's... Hey, we have these jobs. How can we meet your needs? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Hochitown and just kind of, and this all kind of ties in as well with what you said with housing, because you know the the amount of, of just attention that area has now had, right, in the last couple of years, and the buildings that are going on down there. You know, the the beautiful cabins, and you know, obviously you guys have known that place has been beautiful for a long time. It's just taken the rest of Oklahoma to realize that. And now, like you said, Texas market to realize that as well. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of kind of like push and and shove around people just who have grown up there that love it, that don't want people coming in. And then you have a lot of people saying, no, no, we'll buy in, we'll invest in it down there. And then, you know, the businesses grow, the places grow, but obviously thousands and thousands of people are coming in. I obviously, because I don't live down there, I personally think it's great. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a super place. And I mean, I heard rumors that like Disney is having a park there and all this stuff, right. That would be amazing. Uh, People wouldn't have to fly to either coast to go to Disney. Exactly. Um, But, you know, I think just that in general, that whole place, town, you know, whether it's fishing, whether it's just coming for a cabin weekend and, you know, there's so many restaurants that could open, but it starts with infrastructure, right. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, there isn't much exactly. at all. So interested to hear kind of like what that's been like from your perspective, logistically, and obviously the excitement of bringing outside dollars into the, into you know the the town, but also how do you manage that, right? Because that's the issue.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think we when you come to rural Oklahoma, like we are within the Choctaw Nation Reservation, you always have to look at all the cities. Infrastructure. As a matter of fact, we're using forty-nine million dollars of our ARPA dollars to help build up a lot of the the uh, water and sewer systems. Uh, you know, I supported uh, Hochtown into becoming their own city. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to have to create the tax base for fire, for law enforcement. You know, for all those types of things. And so I think they're they're going to get there. And so I'm excited about that. But but we've always my point being is we've always so had to invest in infrastructure for a lot of our cities. I don't know if you notice when you even coming up here, there's a water tower that's going up. Mm-hmm. There was an existing water tower. We put both of those here in Durant. When we did that, yes, it, it helped get us water to, to this uh, location, to our headquarters, to our casino, to our cultural center, all those types of things. But more importantly though, it gave the ability for all people to grow. And again, that rising tide rise all ships, and then you start seeing other people developing housing, and then, and you know, and again, for us, that's what we want to see. We want to see other people, invest their dollars. I think about, I was excited because NBC uh, interviewed me last week or the week before, and uh, uh, in our partnership with REBA, mm-hmm. and to see how um, that feeder, if you will. Now there's other people. There's a, a, a they're looking at uh, other businesses coming in, want to acquire land. Starbucks is, we always joke, Starbucks is coming to Atoka, yeah. you know. Uh, so it's great to see when you can put feeders in areas. I call them feeders, and then they start growing. Hochatown was fortunate; they had the feeders of the cabins, and they do have the beautiful country. So I hope that our uh, casino goes down there, sparks the second wave of that growth but they are going to need to, and uh, Oklahoma's been great to work with. They're already looking at the, uh, uh, because uh, the driving, the safety is an issue mm-hmm. and it's getting worse jammed up and backed up and so on. So they're working on that. We're working with them as well as they're working on their own plan on water, sewer infrastructures. But every city we go into, typically we know we're gonna to have to assist them mm-hmm. because it's just uh, that they're just so tax ridden already. And just to sustain what they have, their tax dollars typically have to go for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we have it in, our, in Oklahoma, right? And it's glad, you know, for you, it's, it's nice to have it within the nation's boundaries and on nation land that you, you get to be a part of it and, you know, as, as kind of a seat at the table and get, you know, get to use the resources, but also kind of t- when you have ownership in something, you know you put a lot more effort into it, right? Definitely. Um, You mentioned Reba. Tell me about the partnership with Reba because that's (laughs) really cool.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's been, for us, it's been a a great investment. Of course, Reba grew up about uh, 30 miles from where I grew up. And my uncle actually worked for her. And then, of course, she went to southeastern. I went to southeastern. But so, my point being is there's been a lot of these connections. But with Reba and with her name recognition and so on, it's been great. I, and I'm so thankful to Reba that she would uh, consider the Choctaw Nation a partner. For us, she is the managing partner. I mean, her, her team is. And so, we're really just kind of an investor in that. And so, for us, it was, it, I laugh about it because it's one of the best deals ever because rather than us going in and investing a hundred percent, we get to invest in 50%, get a name recognition like Reba. Again, if we would have done it, we would have had to spend all of our money and then we would have had to invest in another project, another project. Now other people are starting to invest. And so for us, for our small investment to bring that growth to Atoka, to me, that's a win-win situation. As a matter of fact, anybody else in the state of Oklahoma that wants to do that, I'm, I'm, we're open for business for yeah. sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is uh, is Kingston within your kind of? You no, see? that's in it's, the it's Chickasaw not, Nation. Uh, never mind that. <laughs> joking. Because <laughs> I know I passed the sign on the way down here, and I was like, "That's pretty sure that's where Blake Blake Sheldon's at. Uh, probably right now. No, probably on the water somewhere. Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, there's so many ways and, and and ways that you can get involved, but it's nice to have the creative side right most people you know if you look back over the history you know they, they it's it's the safer way right it's you know and i'm sure there's there's famous people that that you know businesses and and nations are partnered with over the years, but, you know, a name like Reba with her hometown and and the restaurant, it's, it's special, right?
1: Yes, it is. And, and I give the city of Atoka, they're the ones that, you know, pitched it to Reba. They're the ones that really wanted to sell her on this and talk about the facility and so on. So, so it's been a great partnership, not just with Reba. I mean, that's, it's awesome. But then with the city of Atoka and just what they're able to do as a community, yeah. to come together and you mentioned earlier about infrastructure and so on i think we just have to accept with with growth there's always going to be these i call them wonderful challenges uh-huh. and some people would call them problems but you know so parking's become an issue now guess what the property around there the leasing is starting to go up and so all those things, but at the end of the day, it's greater for the greater good of the yes. economy, yeah. and it, it will be best in the long run, but I know in the short term, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's always difficult because nobody wants to see that change, whether it's Holtstown, whether it's yeah. Atoka, and I would even include myself in that. I always say I'm the the, world, the world's worst hypocrite because I, I love southeastern Oklahoma. I love yeah. the Choctaw Nation Reservation. Of course- it's quiet. It's mm. calm. It's not Dallas. It's not New York, and I love that about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I want my kids. I want my grandkids to have opportunities in this mm. area to stay home. Well, to do that, we're going to have to yeah. take these risks and challenges. Right?
0: Yeah. And and, and you know, you said I said earlier, like it's 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 in rural Oklahoma, but to that point, it's peaceful. It's quiet. It's beautiful. The summer is coming. There's so many places in talk to our country that you know I know the travel department's doing a great job of promoting all those places but there's so many that we don't need to jump on a plane anymore to go to right exactly. you can hop in the car you can drive down there um, you guys are lucky because it's, it's less than you know it's very close to you guys um because so, it, it, Carlton Landing would that be one of them as well? No, that that's it within Valley? our district. Yes, it yeah. is within our. So because that's growing operation. too, right? Do I? That's growing a lot as well. Oh a yes, it has grown
1: through. The, I've watched that development through yeah. years. Of, the the um, uh, mayor of. Uh, uh, former mayor of Oklahoma City. His son's the one that... Uh, uh,
0: Humphreys, is that who is? it? Uh, is it I think, dad?
1: yes. Uh-huh. Humphrey
0: family, that's right.
1: Yes, yeah. they're the ones that started that. Yeah. And it's been great to see the growth of that. And so I think even COVID highlighted, though, mm-hmm. uh, that people wanted to get out, wanted that. And so the thing that I would encourage people to do more than ever right now is to get involved. And the reason why I would say to get involved this growth is coming, whether we like it or not. Dallas market's pushing us. Oklahoma City's, the, the the economy's starting to grow there. Tulsa's starting to grow there. And so my point being is if we don't shape it the way we want it, it's going to come and it's going to become something that we don't want. I, I personally believe that we can still keep this peaceful, mm-hmm. harmonious area, wonderful if we grow it right, I, I know I use Branson a lot as an example. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went there, that it was very rural. Now the, the the traffic is so horrible; it's like the worst city to drive around in. And my point being is, I think we can balance both. Even like a Town. one side's the lake. I can mm-hmm. see the other side for growth, for future development, mm-hmm. not on the lake, so we can keep our lake and our forest, you know, pristine. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, and the good thing is, is kind of. Because it hasn't gone, you know, you, you kind of not working with a blank canvas, but you can, you know, work it into the model, right? You don't have to be like, okay, well, this is what we're dealing with. We just gonna kind of have to put a stoplight in or whatever it is. Exactly. You can kind of build and there's room to build and you can kind of, you know, Put a ring road in if you need to or to or whatever it
1: is, you know. We have this ability to have this, I call it a green slate Mm -hmm. to really look at. Most of the times if you're going, even here in Durant, even though it's not the biggest city, but you start saying, okay, where are we going to build the next school? Where are Mm -hmm. we going? It starts getting limited. Where are we going to put the next housing development?
0: Yeah, it's. Mm there's a lot to think about yes there there's is there's a lot to think about that most people don't even think about right like you know you know it's obviously tax dollars drive you know law enforcement fire ambulance and you need that especially if people play in the lake or they fall or whatever it is um, you know the Air ambulance is not cheap, Exactly. Right? And they, it's tough for them to land anywhere near those cabins well, too. Y- y-
1: most people don't even think about zoning and compliance. Sure. You know, people. Most people hate compliance. Yeah. But the reality is, do you want to start a a, a town mm. where you have a you know a million dollar investment and then a, a right. something that's not near as good as investment? Yeah. It just starts deep deep. Uh, depreciating all those things. Yeah.
0: The other, the other thing I think we should talk about, uh, and you know, one of the main reasons that that we're sitting together again is, is through the the Choctaw Cultural Center and uh, just partnering with, with the podcast and everything. And how kind of just how important it is obviously for you guys to have that center, but also how important it is just to keep, you mentioned culture and history and the language earlier, you've got to maintain these things as well. And, and, you know, having a place like the cultural center as you know, kind of the home for that.
1: Well, and it serves two purposes mm-hmm. for us. One is definitely to keep our culture and history alive because I keep telling everybody this is the first time we as Choctaw people tell our story from our perspective. Yeah. In the past, it's always been somebody that has observed us and said the Choctaw people are, or they do, and so on. So it's a, it, so it's preservation of our culture and history. The other part is just from an economic perspective. I think there is a huge fascination with the Native American culture, that people want to learn, they want to know what a tribe is, what is, how does a tribe exist? You know, how does a, a sovereign nation live within a state within a, you know, United States of America? And just how all does that work? And I think that's just something that people are not aware of and they're not uh Uh, able to learn about it that's the reason why we we started that facility and and just to let you know i mean i've been fortunate i call it blessed is that uh there was a small animation show not too long ago spirit rangers that i was able to be a part in and one of the things that uh the lady shelley dennis that wrote that uh article I actually coached her when she was younger oh, wow. and and in uh, the summer program. She's the same age as my daughter and so on, but she's a writer out in L.A. now. But the, the part that we chose was to talk about was that, you know, not all chiefs or governors look the same. We don't have headdresses. You know, this I am a modern day Choctaw chief. And so what does that mean? Well, it means I have to be a businessman, but I also have to continue to focus and never forget our culture and history but I have to be able to balance those things and so anyway my point being is just trying to get people into the lives and and minds hearts of who we are as Choctaw people and what we represent and how do we fit into society if that makes sense. Yeah yeah
0: yeah. that was the Netflix show that was on that Mm -hmm. had some news article come out recently and the the character the the cartoon character as well. Yes. What what was that like when you get that phone call? Oh it, it I, of course, I love it because it
1: gives me an opportunity to highlight our culture and history. It's really not about me. Uh, but uh, but and then, of course, also I for me, I, I keep saying these mean so much to me because they're about full circle and for me to think about shelly dennis that and uh, i helped coach when uh, from clayton oklahoma small town to now she's a writer in la and to see her success that just does my heart so good And, and to know her family her mom and dad and so on so that that part is the part that really excited me to to tell our story excited me to, to do it was a little odd you know of course we did it just in a sound booth here at our headquarters and so at that time there was just three I saw them on the iPads and they were telling me to of course I knew my lines and but what's interesting I didn't know enough about the story though to you know when somebody says say have a good day so do you say have a good day or do you go have a good day have a good day you know it's just and so it's really hard to understand but in a sound booth i'm it's interesting for me when i'm in a sound booth i can hear my voice better than i can right now so i and i'm as you can tell i move my hands a lot i'm a, uh inflect by my hands and gestures way more than i do by my voice and so i had to learn to use my voice to inflect about what I was trying to get across. Yeah. So, but it was a great time though.
0: Yeah, you need that context, right? Yes. Like, you, how, do. Like, you know, what volume range do you need this? <laughs> like, how excited right. do you need me to be right now? And I guess, yeah, you're right. It is tough because no one sees you, right? Because they just, it's a voiceover. So, you know, you might be doing this with your hands and they're like,
1: yeah. You, know. <laughs> you know, you might go, oh man, even my eyes, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. But does that really come across? And mm-hmm. one thing I did, I found out about myself is that the more it, mine has to be really heartfelt. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to say, I'm excited when yeah. I'm not really ex- You have to be excited you
0: have to, to yeah.
1: get excited.
0: Yeah. Do um, with, you know, with, with obviously the the show and, and just kind of that personal interaction as well. Like that's really nice to have that and have that full circle moment. You know, Oklahoma now is kind of, we're in the movie business, right? Um, the trailer for the killers of the fire moon came out recently. It looks amazing sure it's gonna be a fantastic movie Scorsese doesn't really make bad movies exactly I think it's gonna be great but is there any kind of just you know future plans or just looking down the road at you know hey we, we want to be involved in this as well are you currently involved like how does that fit in with just kind of the general you know the plan for you know Yourself and also fit in with just the business too, right? Because you have so many things that you're dealing with. It's not just, you know, it's another idea. It's another business to start, to to get in the movie business. Well,
1: you know, I was fortunate also this last year to go uh, play a small part in a film. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's going to be a Marvel uh, film. And um, it's about a Native American, our first Native American hero. Can't really get into a whole lot about it. Mm At this point in time, but I think for me, the part that I took away from that was to see there was four of us in front of the camera. There was like a hundred behind the camera. And so, just, and I just thought, man, and and this, they were very, we felt, I felt very blessed because they used our cultural team to do the consulting on it because they wanted it to be authentically chalked off. So we also had some of our people that does work and so on. So I believe that that there's an opportunity for, our people are very artistic, very talented. I think they could do lighting. I think they could do sound. They could do, you know, whether it's dress, they could do all those things. I think there's a great opportunity for us. Um, That's, I went down and met with Taylor Sheridan. uh, And that was part of the reason why too, to meet with him is to see, uh, also ask a group of uh, five uh, people that's been in the, from our education's team to go what do we need to do as a tribe to attract them here but more importantly expose our people to that industry, because again, I think if they, if they would get involved in, I think they would enjoy it and they, they, I think they can become really good at it. They could probably work all across, United, maybe all across America, who knows? And so that's, so we're in the process of looking at what, of course we know incentives always get people here. That's the easy one. If you just give money, people will come. But, but then also you need to make sure and have um, people that does, you need food, you know, if you're in, if you're out in a very remote location, you have to have people to cater. So it's basically, I think we have the elements not only in the Choctaw Reservation, but in the state of Oklahoma. I think people believe that we don't. Now, if you start getting too specialty, my my understanding, like with uh, Sylvester Sloan, he had a certain type of drink that he wanted. When I say drink, not a bad drink, but just a. I, I could, I can't remember if it was like a fruit drink or something that. They just could not get, and so it's making sure that we have those things available. So we, my point is, I think we're going to have to build that capacity, and then promote it, and then I think we can get that industry here in Oklahoma, and then expose our people to that as well.
0: Yeah, and and before we started recording, we were chatting. Yeah, I just kind of asked you how things are going and what you you know what's. What's kind of current and not, and obviously the rising costs for people's living, you know, living costs is a huge problem. Um, and, and you mentioned, you know, having to figure out new ways to raise an additional $32 million. Well, that could be one of them, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. plenty of businesses that you have to start to get to $32 million. Exactly. You know, it's not just a bunch of casinos, but it is, you know, it. it, it You get to be creative and and kind of just, you know, I'm sure just sitting in a room with so many creative people saying, how do we do this? Right. And you just sit back and people pitch ideas. I mean, that's an exciting time. It's fun to be around because maybe in 10 years you remember those ideas and now they're a business. Right. And they're producing and they're making money and, you know, helping people with their living costs.
1: Well, and I think it's uh, we're in a great time within the Choctaw Nation. I always say great Challenging, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason why I think it's great is we have these opportunities before us. Um, And also in the past, what we typically got was people that um, wanted to pitch us ideas Mm -hmm. and get our money. I would say get our money. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like we have people that's aligning with us because of our values. And those businesses are 10 times better. It's about what we're good at. And I feel 10 times better about going after those things. So for me, I feel like those those doors are starting to open up for us. And it is good to start meeting with other creative people mm-hmm. that's like-minded, like-valued, and so on about betterment of our tribal members and, and the state of Oklahoma, as well as financial. And, and uh, to be able to have those opportunities, I think there's a lot available to us in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, sort of coming towards an end, we're sat in your office. There's a lot of really cool memorabilia and stuff around, and I'm sure you get given gifts a lot. I think I asked you this question the last time. What's the best gift you've been given? And I think it's the shield you mentioned. Yes. But we're in the office now. I know people on the video can't see this, but, I mean, just what are the stuff that we have behind us? Obviously, I see a lot of coins. <laughs> sure. You know, people, sheriffs, and people come and give you coins and stuff, military coins, but what is uh yeah, tell tell all the people listening kind of what is what is on the shelves. Well, of course,
1: have. people know that uh, I always say our, our um, purpose is to about to the, the spirit of faith, family, and culture. So, uh, on the wall here, I have Brother Bertram Bob, which was our chaplain for our, our uh, tribe for many years, and so he serves as a reminder to me that uh, Bertram is a, was a person that never had to say anything. You just knew he was a man of character. He was a man of faith. He just never had to say one word. And so I love that about him. And that's what I aspire to be. Uh, you know, of course I have pottery, I have basketry, I have, uh, all those things, uh, uh, throughout I have woodwork that people's give me, I have stick ball sticks. I have beadwork, uh, all across. I have various artwork that I have. I have things that also inspire me, uh, in what I mean by that. I, uh, I think about Gandhi. I see, be the change you wish to see in the world. You know, that really motivates and in- inspires me. There's a, we are people, we are a people of miracles. There's a poem that talks about we as the Choctaw people, that that's who we are. Um, also, I think back here where um, I've been very blessed, you know, I'm, I've uh, uh, met uh, President Bush, President Obama, um, President uh See who else I have? President Trump, and so is that the three presidents that I have up there? And then, uh, oh, President Biden, of course, current president, been able to to meet those four presidents, and then uh, uh, Colin Powell, which I always was a fan of, I got to meet him at a, a, a training session. Mm-hmm before that I, I had went to. And then, of course, you know, one of the things when I talk about faith, family, culture, and then I have pictures of my family, you know, I mean, just uh, my wife and my kids and my grandkids uh, near and dear to me. I have pictures of some of my friends and so on. But, um, and of course, I have the U.S. flag. I have the OU football. You know, you got to have the OU football there, right? Right. And then I was fortunate we have a tribal member that is also a player on the Kansas City Chiefs that gave me a a football. And uh, so that's just glancing around uh, the room of of some of the things. And of course, you know, uh, also when I say faith, there's a, we have a a Choctaw hymn book, I have an English uh, Choctaw Bible, I have we are the first code talkers. Have that mm-hmm. uh, book here. You know our impact on Ireland. Our Choctaw dictionary. Mm-hmm. So there's just all those things that, for me, just help me remind me of yeah. who I am and and what I'm here for and what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's very near and dear to me, and and I appreciate people has given me things, and and I try to change things out, mm-hmm. but I, I just try to keep those things that are, um, like I said, that kind of motivate inspire me and remind me and humble me. Uh, I remember, you know, I just think about like my family, you know, it's just no matter, uh, uh I think there's no better, um, honor than to be a papa, you know, and to be a husband, you know, to be a dad, that's, yeah. those things are important.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I, I mean, I'm, so I'm 32 years old in our culture generally back home in the UK it's, it's you have kids a little later than, than most people out in Oklahoma it's like as soon as you graduate if you've met your wife you're probably going to have kids <laughs> and, you know some people in their 30s now have like 12 year olds running around <laughs> um but, you know, and I've always kind of, you know, always had the idea. of My mom and dad have always, you know, when are you when are you going to have grandkids and you know, when, when are we going to get grandkids and all this stuff? And I've like, just been like, ah, not really about it, maybe. And then I think recently, as it must be like just an age thing, because recently I've been seeing people and, and chatting to people and just li- picking up on little things that you say. And like you just said there, there's no greater honor to be a dad and, and, and a papa and, and, you know, a father. And I'm like, you yeah, know, you're right. Like, I'm extremely selfish and I wanna play golf as much as possible, right? <laughs> but and you the, can with your son. But I can with myself. But you're right. The thought of just or having, daughter. Or daughter, yeah, yeah or having a screaming child in front of me is like puts me off every time. But <laughs> um, you know, the, I think you're right. Like there's there's so much more going so much going on in the world, right? There's so many things to worry about. There's, you know, whether it's money or health or whatever. I mean there's so many things that we can you know, when you look at social media, the world is screaming and it's on fire. But when you kind of bring it down to, you know, the, the core values that you mentioned and just the main things and, you know, just people who are sitting there, maybe they're driving to work, listening to this, and then they're a parent, right? And, you know, they think of that. I, I think of my parents and it makes, makes me emotional all the time. But, you know, I'm like, that is, super, it's special, right? We, I don't think we, I think we take it for granted. Yes, we do. I,
1: and I, I think that's the reason why, um, for me, I've just always been. Uh, blessed, but I'll share with you my, my life story. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, impacting lives is really important to me. And so uh, those things do get very serious. And, and um, you know, my son, for example, he and his wife, they don't plan on having any children. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care to have any children. I'm just like, so, uh, you know, I don't mean it bad, but I'm just like, so who are you wanting to impact <laughs> in life yeah. and he's like well I just I, you know, I don't know that he no. even worries about that yeah. you know and that might be the age because he's he's um 30 and I was trying to think. That's how I was but, for a long time. <laughs> but you know, at, uh, at 28, I built our first hospital for the, the Choctaw Nation. So I just, you know, it's <laughs> hard for me to not think about yeah. that. But, but anyway, it's a, uh, it's, I just hope I, I have faith mm-hmm. in, in your generation and his generation though, that uh, y'all are the next, uh, you know, the great generation after World War II. Mm-hmm. I believe you all are the next great generation.
0: Mm. Yeah, that so. will change, so. change
1: our world for the better. Yeah,
0: no, I hope so too. And I think, I mean, when I was 30, I was saying the same thing. You know, I'm like, I'm never having kids. I'm just going to go play golf whenever I want, travel the world, and have my dogs, and that's it. And that's changed in two years. <laughs> We're we not planning to have kids anytime soon, but, you know, it's a lot more kind of. I guess I'm accepting it a lot more now because of catching on to things like what you just sure. said and others have said. And, I'm like, you know, another quote or another thing I, I picked up on it was that this guy was talking and, you know, he was talking about his grandparent, his grandmother. And, you know, he's, he's sat on his grandmother's birthday and, like, they're in the house and, you know, there's 30 people in the house. And he just looked around and it's like everybody is here because of that one woman. You know, and you don't, we take we take it for granted. We just right. don't think about it, but it's super special.
1: Well, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I think though that, um, the maturity part, I think you all have right. And what, cause see, uh, St- uh, Angie and I was, uh, 26 years old when we adopted Stacy. Mm-hmm. So, and she was nine and I think about poor her and the reason why I say poor her, because I became such a better parent, mm-hmm after I got into my 30s and so on. And, and my friends, uh, one of my friends anyway, his, um, uh, that's a doctor, he didn't have his first child till he was 36. Mm-hmm. And so his son is the same age as my grandson, even though we're the same age. Yeah. And so, it, it, so it's, it's interesting, though, but I, I do think the older you get, the better
0: parent you are. So, so that's that probably a good thing. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so one day. Uh, so we're currently recording on a Friday. It's Friday afternoon. Um, you know, if people are ever going to come to Durant and they, they spend, they're coming in on a Friday or a weekend, where are they going for dinner? Where should they go? Where does uh, where does the chief recommend that they eat dinner and then maybe breakfast tomorrow morning? Well in, in Durant, that is. Well, in, in,
1: for me here in Durant, of course, there's no better place than to go to our casino. And, and this one is because if you're looking for entertainment, you're going to have entertainment. You're going to have... You can go to our 1832 Steakhouse, which is a wonderful place to go. You can go to our Salt and Stone. And, of course, if you just want... Some Something. you can go to smash burgers you can go to some of our quick places like that but it's also for family and reason why i say that. it's just not gaming we have our movie theater we have bowling we have all those types of things you can get up the next day you can have breakfast at salt and stone or at uh, any of our restaurants there uh, you can go over to our cultural center and visit our cultural center and so to me that would be a fun-filled weekend. And I would encourage everybody, please go downtown Durant. Uh, downtown, we've got a lot of beautiful boutiques where you can get great dresses for the ladies. You can get great uh, dress or uh, menswear. So, and, and not on that, but just unique things that you don't get to see in other places. So I think, to me, that would be a just a fun-filled weekend to, to come and do that. I don't, my wife and I don't even get to do that very often and, and uh, to come down and just stay and 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 we do every so often just to get to enjoy some of the things that we have just right here at home, if you will.
0: Great. Well, again, I want to thank you for an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of your time. I really appreciate you uh, carving that out for us. Um, I'm glad I came down. It's great to come down. It's always, you know, it's much better than maybe recording over Zoom. And, and yeah. obviously we took full advantage when you were coming up to Oklahoma City for, in November for last, uh, our first episode. But um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully I say this right. Your are co- your co- Yakoki. Yakoki. Okay, got it right. And, and I the, can write it. And, and I couldn't remember if I say.
1: shared this with you last time. Chapisa
0: lachiki. Chapisa lachiki.
1: Oh, okay. It's chukma. That means good. Okay. The uh, uh, Chapisa lachiki is there's no word for goodbye in Choctaw. It just means until we see each other again. Okay.
0: Great. Well, that's. <laughs> I appreciate that as well. At Chapisa lot chapeasala chiqui Chepisa La chiqui okay yeah. super Chukma. let's finish with that thank you all so right. much uh, for people listening I will put uh, all the links in the description that we mentioned and that you need to go to and also the link to last the episode that we did the first time which is episode 475 which is all of the chief story. so thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next episode cheers oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out diffieford.net and then on instagram at diffieford lincoln this episode is presented by the choctaw nation the choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Weha in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit choctawculturalcenter.com to plan your visit. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too.